Uh, just in review, if you missed last week, just in review, if you missed last week, last week we started the acronym for PRAY, and we talked about praise. And listen, that's what we just described. That's what we just described, right? We described the praise part. This is what praise is. What praise is is, is not a song necessarily, but oftentimes it's done through a song. When I think about prayer, if y'all are with me, I don't think about praise automatically. I think about I'm going to ask God for stuff and hopefully he answers. Are y'all with me? I need somebody to talk to me today. Are y'all with me? Right? But that's not what God desires, designed us to do. He wants to hear from us, but he wants to hear from us with a heart of expectancy and a heart that wants to be with him and belong to him and, and be excited about him. And when I do that, I can't help but praise. I'm just being honest with you. I can't help but praise. And it's all about my heart. This is it. This is the simplification of it. I love you too. I love you back. I think you're awesome, God. And I just want to tell you I love you back. I'm not trying to earn anything, but I'm just letting you know. I think that's, I think it's awesome. And today, the second part is repent. And here's the deal. We're going to talk about ask. You got to really be careful when you say that as a pastor. You know what I mean? Some of y'all got that. That was good. Like, but we're going to talk about ask, right, next week. But today's repent. And here's the deal with repentance. Repentance is not what we think, okay? Because I think, I think maybe we get this wrong and we go to God Maybe it's just me. We go to God. Hey, man, I forgot all about. Maybe I don't say, hey, man, it's just me. God, Heavenly Father, right? I really messed up and I did not prepare for this test that I'm about to take and I really need your help. And we never consider praising him on the front end and we never re consider repentance on the front end. And this is, I want to give you the definition of repentance and then explain what I think we think it means, okay? But before we do that, here's the definition of repentance, all right? To repent, to repent means to feel such sorrow. Somebody say sorrow. sorrow. To feel such sorrow for sin or fault as to be disposed to change one's life for the better. To be penitent. How many of y'all, just for real, how many of y'all, back in the day, you watched Indiana Jones uh, in the Last Crusade? Did y'all watch that? How many? Y'all remember what it said? When, when, when that saw thing was going to come across, and there were all those cobwebs in, and he had to figure out how not to get chopped in half. He said it, the, the clue was the penitent man will pass, and he kept saying it, penitent, penitent, and he finally said, kneel. Like three of y'all remember that, right? But I just think it's really a good picture of what it's like because the whole deal is when we're sorry, we're, what, this is, we're saying, my bad. Ah, dang it, my bad. I screwed up a little bit, my bad. And, and that's not what repentance, repentance is. I, I feel a deep sorrow for what I've done. So let me just give you an example. This, this past Friday, uh, Lee and I were about to do a date night. Praise the Lord for date nights. And afterwards and date night. Don't repeat that. All right, but anyway, some of y'all are uncomfortable right now. That's what married people do, okay? Like, you're welcome. Praise the Lord. But like, we were about to go on our date night, right? And all of a sudden, I hear Leah, who's in the bathroom getting ready, and I'm just hanging out on the bed watching golf, and Leah's like, no! And I'm like, oh my gosh, my son has done it now, right? And I walk into her walk-in closet, and she has a mirror that's about this tall, and he has put the mirror on the ground, and he's walking across it like it's hot coals. Is this a good idea, right? What are you doing? 
And like it spiderwebs everywhere because I don't know. I think I undersold it. I don't think he was like walking across it like this. I think he was walking across it like this. And I walked in and the whole thing's broken. I'm like, what's this? I'm going to let y'all guess what he immediately said when I walked in there. What did he say? I saw we daddy. No, you're not. You know what I mean? Like, what was he sorry about? That he got caught. Gracious, if y'all have kids in here, someone should be saying amen. Come on, because like that's all of us. But here's the truth. Here's the truth. If you got a boss and you have a job and you hadn't even thought about getting married, for some of y'all, that's a really good idea for a while, okay? That's free. Take that home if you don't take anything else home. Listen, if you have a boss and you do something that you know you're not supposed to do, the first thing we say is, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All different ways, all different types. But it's not this. It, I'm sorry. I get, this is what my mama told me a thousand times growing up, and I would always be like, yeah, I've heard that before, and it was kind of falling on deaf ears because it didn't work, right? But she said, I'm sorry, in the Bible, means I'm sorry, and with the Lord's help, I'll never do this again. And like, when I consider what I'm sorry really means, in that context, I'm not sorry. Like, I titled this message, some of y'all, I'm going to teach y'all something today if, if you don't do social media. This is a hashtag. It's the number sign. Y'all with me? Everybody do your number sign like this. Hashtag, sorry, not sorry. Right? Because that's what we are. Y'all have seen sorry, not sorry before, and it's kind of funny, and you're kind of giving a dig to somebody. Some of y'all are like, I have no clue what he's talking about. Just put number sign, sorry, not sorry, okay? But that's really what it's like. Because the truth is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my bad, my bad. In the context of everything, it's funny how much we miss the point. And so when Jesus is teaching about prayer, Jesus says, say, our Father who's in heaven, holy and awesome and righteous and amazing, hallowed is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So start with praise. And then right after that, this is what he says. Right after that, he says, and... And forgive our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. That's a very simple verse. You have probably, whether you're a Christian or not, said this verse a bunch of times in your life. But when you consider what that means, that is terrible, right? That is a lot to take in. Because here's the deal. This is what a debt is. A debt is an offense requiring reparations or a payment for the wrong I've done. It's a sin. It is a debt that I owe because of what I did wrong. Right? Y'all with me? Are y'all awake? Say, yes, I'm awake. Very good. That's awesome, Pastor. That's great, right? I owe a massive amount of debt for what I've done wrong. And listen, this is what Jesus said. Forgive me as I've forgiven everybody else. And it sounds really simple, but that's terrible. When I was studying this this week, I was like, I really don't need the second part of the message. It tells the story beautifully of what Jesus talked about and how he gave an example of this in Matthew 18. But that's hard because this is how Jesus kind of finished that thought. In Matthew 6, he says, For if if you forgive others of their trespasses, that's like that, that's sin, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Watch. But if you do not forgive, what happens? What happens? 
<laughs> is it like just awkward because y'all are feeling a little conviction or like we're not forgiven? Your heavenly Father will will not forgive your your sin. Like as soon as I hear that, I'm like, oh, this is awkward, right? Like that doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound like a good place to start. Here's here's what I want you to take away. If you don't take away anything else, grace received. Grace received. What is grace? It's, it's the Lord Jesus showing favor in my life. Excuse me, it's God showing favor in my life through the person of Jesus. Like, like, like this. I was guilty of sin, just like every person in the room. God looked at me and said, but I want her, I want him, I want you, I want you to be my sons and daughters, so I'm going to send Jesus on your behalf. To take away all that debt that we just talked about, that's grace. That's amazing. If anybody else doesn't think that's amazing, we need to like figure this thing out, right? Because that's unbelievable. So, so when I receive grace, it leads to me extending grace. Grace received leads to grace extended. Always, always, always. So when I consider the source, who's the source? God is the source of all things. He's the source of life and hope and creation and everything that is made and will be made. Everything in life, God is the source. When I consider the source and what he has done for me, and when you consider the source and what he's done for you, repentance, to repent, to feel sorrow for what I have done to him, immediately follows. It's natural. When I go into my, my attitude of praise and I say, I'm going to sing my song like, like I'm unashamed. I'm just going to shout your name. I immediately praise. And the reason, can I just stop here? This is free. This is one big reason that I don't think people out there want what we have. Can I be honest with you? I don't think people want what we have because they look at us and say, for real, that's what it's about? They get saved and then they judge me immediately for what I'm not? They, they, they look at me and they say, look, look how awful you are. And, and we look so nasty and mean. And here's what Jesus said. Here's what Jesus said. He tells this story and I think it's so fascinating. When he told parables, it was on purpose it was on purpose, and then he went a little bit deeper with his group of disciples, but he often talked about the kingdom. If you'll go back and read Matthew and Mark and Luke, he often talked about the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, and it was all about himself and being over, and then what your role is as his authority in your life. Check this out. And what he desired from you. So listen, if you want to be a follower of Jesus Christ, just follow me. Just follow me. Just, just watch and follow me. That means you're a kingdom woman. Kingdom woman, kingdom man, king, that's what we are, right? So, so he's like, this is, what, this is what should take place. He says in Matthew chapter 18, starting in verse 21, if you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to turn here because this is unbelievable. I love this passage. And this is extremely challenging. I'm just being honest. This is tough because of how much unforgiveness is in my life and how much I realize I'm not repentant, all right? He says, then Peter came up and said to him, this is funny, watch. Lord, how... How often will my brother sin against me and I, and I forgive him? Have y'all been there? How often, like when, when dude screws up and he's, he's mean to me or lies about me or whatever, how many times do I forgive? Now, you need to know this. The rabbis would teach in the Jewish custom that three times was plenty. Y'all with me? Yep. <laughs> Everybody's like, maybe I'm not really with you. Three times is what they would teach. So if you've forgiven three times for the same offense, you're done. You're good. And so Peter, doing what I do to God sometimes, like, I'm going to impress Jesus. You're welcome. Like, click, right? I'm just going to show off how awesome I am. 
as many as seven times, right? I'm not just going to do three. I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to go to the number of completion and show Jesus I'm awesome, right? And Jesus is like, nah, dude. <laughs> nah, got him. I, I do not say seven, but I say 77 times. Right? What are you talking about, right? They say three. I said seven because I'm trying to show you how awesome I am. And then you, you, you say 77. Actually, in some of your translations, this is the English standard. It says 70 times seven. That's 490. Just letting y'all know. Like, I don't know if y'all can do math quick, right? But the actual point is not 77 or 490. It's, it's you keep forgiving. You keep forgiving. Well, why? That doesn't, and I bet the disciples were kind of standing around. This is what I do with God sometimes. Maybe it's just me. God, check this out, man. Before we go over there and talk to him, let's kind of get our game plan together. What's he talking about? Like, for real? Because I've forgiven dude, but I'm tired of him. Like, right, we need to kick him to the curb. And Jesus is like, well, it's like this. It's like this. Verse 23. The, he says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Now, when I read that, just being honest with y'all, I'm like, sweet, he owed him some, some cash. I guess that's money. Wow, what this dude owed him, right? This is how much he owed. This is what 10,000 talents was. One talent is 20 years wages. The average American makes $25,000 a year on average because there's people that make gajillions and there's people that make minimum wage. And on average, 25,000 a year is the income. 25 Gs for uh, 200 years right? I did the math. I was good. 10,000 talents equals? Now, that's a lot, right? Does anyone in here think that $5 billion would be fun to try to pay back to the king, like the ruler of the whole place? Shoop! I guess you're in bad shape. So, if you're a dude, right, I, like, I just picture this. I, I, Everybody's got some debt for the most part. Maybe you're that person that doesn't have any, and that's awesome, and we should try for that. But listen, if you owe on your house, okay, and all of a sudden you can't pay more, they take it. It's bad, right? If you owe on your car and you stop making the payments, they come get it. You're not allowed to owe. Five billion dollars is real bad if you owe that, right? I like I don't even know what they would do in America if they I mean I guess you just go bankrupt and then they forgive everything. I don't even know. That doesn't make sense. But this is bad news. And it's nothing in comparison to what you owe God. Because listen, your debt that I just described what the, the, the word means, your debt to God. Now, when we read this story, I need you to put yourself in this guy's shoes, okay? Your debt is this. For the wages, this is Romans 6.23, of sin is death. The word wages is the debt of sin. The penalty that I have to pay as a result of what I've done wrong. What is sin? Anything I've said or I've thought or I've done that didn't bring honor and glory to God. Anything that puts God out of the place where he is supposed to be and puts me or something else in authority over him, which happens every day. Every day. Somebody should say amen. That happens every day in our lives. So the, 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 the penalty that I, it's massive. And listen, one, that is singular, the wages of a sin. So I think this is really low. 
One of the guys that I read about this said it's probably in the trillions because that talents probably was gold and not silver. If it was a gold equation, it's in the trillions of dollars with a T, and there's not a company in the world that could get out of that debt, and neither can the United States. Somebody say amen. All right, but anyway, we'll, we'll move on, right? But it's the debt that is so much, like it's, it's just a huge amount. It's overwhelming. That is the picture of you because this is what I want you to know, all right? Last week, I loved, I loved preaching last week's message so much. I love getting to go to God in worship and getting to praise his name. I love the good news of Jesus Christ. And this is the good news. This is what 1 Corinthians 15 says. The death, the burial, excuse me, and the resurrection of Jesus. That's the gospel. That's the good news that he did it for you. That he took on all of this, all of this in your life and he took it. But in order for there to be good news, there first had to be like three of you got that. That's awesome, right? There was bad news. What's the bad news? I had a debt to be paid. I couldn't just walk and be good enough. I had billions of dollars on my debt and someone had to pick the bill up because this guy couldn't, right? And so here's what happens in the story. It's amazing because it is me. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold. All of us, listen, all of us are slaves to ourself and slaves to sin, we are indebted to the sin because we go to it. We go back to it. We go back to it. It's what owns us. And he was sold with his wife and children and all that he had to make a payment. The payment that I have to make is my life. Solitary confinement. This is the bad news. For all of eternity in torture and suffering, it is not a fun place. It is not a funny place. It is not something to joke about or call it a cuss word. Hell is real. It is the alternative it is not praying and getting fire insurance. It is a reality. Everybody out there that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior is on their way to pay their own debt. Why? Because they didn't have the one person that can pay it, the perfect God-man, Jesus Christ. It, it is him and him alone that can pay our debt. He's like, to make the payment, you have to do this. So the servant fell on his knees. Now watch, this is the picture of repentance. Because when you're sorry, not sorry, right? Hashtag, right? Someone needs to do that. Hashtag. When you're sorry, not sorry, you're like, my bad, man. Like, I really feel sorry. I, 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 I shouldn't have done that. And you have no intentions of changing. Zero, right? But repentance is hitting your knees and imploring him, have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. Have you ever felt that way with God? My goodness, I need... There's no possible way I can pay this debt, this penalty that I owe you because, because what I've done, there's, how can I bring you glory and honor with what I've done? I don't, I, I don't know what to do, God. Look at all the sin that, in my thought life alone. Look at all that I've done. And you feel that deep sorrow, not my bad, that deep sorrow for what you've done. And then this is what happened. This is what the king did. Excuse me, in verse 29. I'm sorry, verse 29, or first, I, verse 27, and out of pity for him, I did that two weeks ago, by the way, I skipped ahead on y'all, and out of pity for him, the master of the servant released him and forgave him of the debt. Now that's, that's five billion dollars. Thank you. Nobody, everybody's like, no big deal, right? If I owed you five billion dollars, I'd expect you to forgive me. Watch this. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm going to get my money. You know what I mean? Like, if you owe me $5 billion with a B, I'm not him. Gracious. Everybody's supposed to go, goo. Right? 
Thank you. Thank you. That's good. All right. He forgave him. He said, you're forgiven. But when the, this, this is us right here. This describes humanity, especially Christianity. I'm not, I love the church. I'm not bashing the church. I'm saying the church is poisoned with unforgiveness. And this is what happens. But when the same servant went out, realizing that his $5 billion had been forgiven, he found one of his servants who owed him a hundred denarii. That doesn't mean anything either. And seizing him, he began to choke him. Can you picture it? He began to choke, maybe because some of y'all choked somebody this week, right? Pay what you owe me. Sorry, mug, man. You don't, listen, you'll never believe what so-and-so did this week, man. I hate them. You're like, I can't believe a pastor would say that. I'm just being real, all right? That's us. I'm not necessarily just talking about me. I'm talking about all of us. That's the picture of the church of Jesus Christ. In here, this is the sanctuary. This is an auditorium. This is a sanctuary. If you don't walk away with anything else, that's good, okay? You can know that the Holy Spirit is in here and fills this place up because of you, right? That's good. Thank you. That's good. And yet when people out there see us, do you know what they see us doing? I was forgiven a $5 billion. I'm going to choke you out of 10000 I can't believe what they did to me. I can't believe what she said to me. God, God, this is just me to y'all out of love. I, I want to throw up. I, some of y'all are going to get offended. I love you with the love of the Lord. I'm not saying this to, to make a point or offend you. I've muted a bunch of people. I, I got too many freaking friends on Facebook, and I mute people because I want to cry. Why? Because I see this all the time with Christians. When there's someone that I know doesn't know Jesus and they're acting like they don't know Jesus, I look at them and say, guess what? That's a lost person acting like a lost person. But when I see someone that has had a burden lifted off of them of $5 billion and then choking someone out, I say, I can't believe I hate your guts. On social media, so everybody can see our laundry, I want to throw up and cry and do something else. And I don't know, I can't think of a third thing at the same time, right? I'm just like, like I, this is what, can I, I just go a little further because some of y'all think I'm talking about you. So I'll help you understand I'm not just talking about you. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. When I hear people talk bad about superstars and athletes, man, like I really like Tiger Woods. I hope he gets good again. I want to, I, I want, I get really mad when people talk bad about him for having that many affairs. And I'm not bragging on what he did. Listen to me. I'm not saying what he did was right. I'm saying this man is a Buddhist and has never met Jesus Christ as his personal savior. And that $10,000 debt that he did, and it wasn't even against me. But I feel so much better when I can bash him or bash Hollywood and say, look how awful they are. Look at those lyrics. Look what that girl's wearing. And then what, what, what about me personally? When y'all have done this to me personally or, or, or I have done this to you personally, and I hope for people in here it's neither one, right? I don't think of anyone. But the people in your family that hurt you and abused you and talked down to you or you did that to other people. Listen to me carefully. I am taking $10,000 and I am choking the life out of people. But let me tell you who's really getting choked out. It's you. It's you. 
Because unforgiveness is a jail cell. And this is the sad part. Here's how much a denarii is worth. A denarii on its own is worth one day's wage, and that's about 10 grand. And so I'm taking $10,000 and I'm making it equal. And it's a little bit less than that, 5 billion. Just for a simple math equation, if the guy that owed him paid as much as he owed, it would take four, if he paid it one time per year, the actual amount, it's like 9,000 something, 438 years to pay the debt. To get the exact equation right, it might have been just a touch more and just a touch less for the exact amount. But the, the guy that I read this week, 438 times as much. 438 times? And yet, the only thing that consumes my life. Is anybody with me in here? The only thing that consumes my life is the one, not the 438. You know what I mean? I don't worry about what I've done with God. I worry about what they've done to me. And I hold their sins against them every day of my life. And if y'all think I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to me. Every day of my life. And then I say things like this. I just don't get why they don't want Jesus. Really? I'm not downplaying the penalty of sin. Listen, the penalty of sin is death. But if I look at what you've done in the past and I feel better about me, chances are I've never been forgiven because I've never had a repentant heart. Because all I can do is look at everybody else and feel better about myself. If that's why you feel better, God help you. And can I be real with you today? That's how I felt better many times in my life. Man, I'm, <laughs> I might have messed up, but you see what they did? <laughs> We got to get out of the unforgiveness and we got to start letting God forgive us or we have never repented. And listen to me, y'all need, need to not miss this. When I go to God in prayer and I've praised his name, if I don't truly repent, the ask part never comes. Did you hear that? The ask part never comes. I never can ask him for anything. I never can present my requests to God because he doesn't hear them because I have an unrepented heart and it is like a lid on my life in prayer. And so I've not praised him with my heart and with my whole life, and I've not, I've not repented, and, and, and it's devastating. And here's what happens. I'm just going to show you what happens. So his fellow servants fell down and pleaded with him just like he pleaded with the king. Have patience with me, and I will pay you 10000 or less dollars. And he refused and went out and put him in prison that he should pay the debt. You will not and I just, I'm just broken for the church. And I don't mean Four Points Church. I mean the church of Jesus Christ around the world. Every follower of him that this in their sanctuary, they have unforgiveness and unforgiveness and unforgiveness. Jesus, how many times should I forgive? 70 times seven. Thousands of times in your life. Over and over without ever stopping forgiveness. Why? Because you are forgiven just like you forgive others. But no, I, I will put you in a prison and I will hold you in a cell and in actuality it holds me in that cell. Have patience with me and I'll pay you. He refused. And he went out and put him in prison so he should pay until he should pay the debt. And when fellow servants saw that he had, what had taken place, they were distressed and they reported to their master all that had taken place and then his master summoned him. So picture this, I've just forgiven you. And he summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant. Can I dig in just a little bit? Can y'all give me some grace and let me dig in? Someone talk to me. Amen. I don't like this part, man. I would like it a lot better if it said, it's all good, man. You said you were sorry. 
But I think that part in Matthew chapter 7 when Jesus is teaching how to pray in Matthew 6 and then in Matthew 7, he says, not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter that kingdom of heaven. The one that he's talking about in this story, the, the same part that he's the king and we're the people in his kingdom and he puts some in authority and puts, and you're all such precious children of God. But he says, check this out, not everybody's going to say that says, Lord, Lord, we're in the kingdom of heaven. Why? What's that say right here? You wicked servant. You held sins against people. And I know some of y'all have been wronged so deeply, so big. But you held it against them when I did not hold it against you. And you prayed as I taught you to pray. Forgive me as I've forgiven you. That's heavy. Might just be me, but that's heavy, man. I know some of y'all have been through hell and back for what has happened to you, for what others did to you. And I'm telling you, if it's not for them, that's fine. But you got to let it go. You got to pop in a little frozen. You got to let it go, right? Let it go. You're welcome. But you got to let it go. I forgave you all that debt and you hold and squeeze and choke the life out of people because of what they've done to you and said, thank God you forgave me. And you flash that get out of hell free card all the time. No. No, that's not the church. That's not what Jesus came for. That's not the good news of the gospel. That's not why we are on a mission. I don't, listen, I'm not downplaying anybody, but listen carefully. I don't care what your job is. I don't care what your last name is. I don't care what color you are. I don't care where you come from. This is the mission to bring glory and honor to God and then love people and bring them back. No matter what has happened, we love them and we bring them home. If that's not it, what are we doing? What is any of this about? I don't care if you look at me and say, those shoes are weird. You're big and goofy. I don't care. But I'm not. Like, so stop, right? But the only thing this is about is Jesus. And if I've ever, if I've ever, go ahead and clap, I'm going to keep yelling. If I've ever really considered what I did in the five billion pounds of sin on me, and he took sin and death and he threw them out and they're gone. I'm not saying you get run over like a train and you're the rug. I'm saying you forgive. You forgive. You forgive. You reflect the glory, listen, that you were made in. His image. It's amazing. But it says, you wicked. You pleaded with me and I forgave you. And verse 33 says, should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant? As I had mercy on you, and in his anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. I just want to tell you all this morning, if this is the test, and I don't think you can lose something that was never yours to lose because salvation is his and his alone, and it's a gift that he gives you and you receive it, and he seals you, with his ring and his signet because he is the king and forever and ever and ever you're his. But check this out. If you go on sinning, hoping to sin, 
holding on to the past and not letting God bring you out, have you ever met the King? Have you ever truly received forgiveness by looking at him and repenting with all your heart saying, God, as a result of what I've done, I have put you on that cross and you took all that shame and all that suffering and all that nastiness. If no one else was on the planet, you would have taken it from me. And as a result of that, I just, I want, I want to turn. I want to stop being what I was and I want to become what you made me to be. And so many of us wish that we would be something else. And the truth is you would be if you just stepped that direction and stopped believing what you are. That is not what you really are. You are holding on to unforgiveness. Stop. Forgive others just as you forgave me, Jesus. And here's the truth. This is what salvation is. It is good news because there was bad news. And the bad news was I had no hope because of all my debt. And yet, Jesus, the Word came and he paid all that price so that I could have freedom in Christ Jesus. What if we who call ourselves Christians started looking like that and acting like that and loving like that and stopped judging against that? Where when people look at us, they don't look at us and say, yeah, man, they say they're Christians, but woo, they're nasty. But they say, I don't know, but they're forgiving. You wouldn't believe what I did to them. And I'm not saying I'm hanging out with them. But they love me anyway. Just like Christ loved you anyway. Can I be real with you? Some of y'all need Jesus today. Some of y'all have prayed prayers and been dunked in pools all across the world. Some of y'all, this is the first time you've heard the gospel. The truth is, forgiveness is available for every person in this room by simply saying, Jesus, I realize what I've done. I realize that debt is all over me but I'm making you my master. I'm making you that king today and I'm asking you to forgive me of every single thing I've ever done. And I just want to love you back. And every person that I see, I'm going to let them out of the jail that I've kept them in and kept myself in and I'm going to forgive today. Will you bow with me? I just want to know this morning, man, how many of y'all would be real and say, Pastor, that's me. I need forgiveness. I, I am lost because I've never truly been forgiven. I said a prayer. I did this thing, but it's all about my heart yielding toward Jesus and saying, I want you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I am not a slave to sin anymore. The master of my life is Jesus and God alone. I am making you the Lord of my life, trusting Him as Savior. If you are tired of the jail cell that you're in, on the count of three, I just want you to throw your hand up as high as you can and say, Pastor Mark, I'm giving my life to Jesus today. Come on, don't you hold back. I know some of you, this is you. I believe there's dozens of people that need this message. On the count of three, if you need Jesus to save you, I want you to throw your hand up. One, two, three, throw it up. I see your hands. Keep them up, keep them up, keep them up, keep them up. Keep them up. There's lots of hands. Who else is that you? Who else is that you? Keep your hands up right now. Keep your hands up. Who else? Who else in this house today would say, that's me. That's me right here, right now. I need Jesus to save me. I need Jesus to save me all over the room. All over the room. Guys, I don't know how many people um, just raised their hands, but it was several. And here's the truth. There's a lot of people 
There was one in the first service and there's several people today, but here's the deal. This is for everybody else. This is for everybody else. You say, Pastor, I'm a Christian, man. I, I got saved a long time ago and I know the Lord Jesus forgave me. That's only for you and God and I'm not trying to guilt you into to hell. If you've trusted Christ, you're forgiven forever. And if you have someone that's unforgiven in your life, that doesn't mean you've never been forgiven. It means you need to forgive today. Because here's what the Bible says. I want every person that's a Christian to look at me right now. Be angry. <laughs> this is awesome. I like this verse. Be angry, but do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. If you hold on to something, you're doing directly against what Paul told us to do. And then Jesus says later in Matthew 18, when someone's wronged you, find that brother, find that sister, and go to them face to face with a witness and make it right. I'm telling you, you are defying God's law. And we don't have a ton of them. We don't, we don't follow all the don't eat pork and all that other stuff because we are Gentiles that have been saved. Praise the Lord Jesus that I can eat some barbecue. Somebody say amen. But this is one of them. Holding sin against people, that's one of them. Forgive. And if you hate their guts, forgive for you. Some of y'all today need to make this right. And if that's you, I just offer you a chance to stand up with all your peers looking and say, that's me, man. I want to do that. I'm fixing to pray. But I, I just want to give you a chance to make this right, man, because I really feel like the Holy Spirit's moving in some of your hearts and you need forgiveness to come to your house because you will never have true freedom and joy in your heart until you forgive. And so I just, I just want to give you an opportunity if that's you to do this right now. Lord Jesus, all over this room, I think people are standing up. They need forgiveness and to forgive others. God, I want to lift my hands like I am unashamed. And I want to shout for joy at the mention of your name. Why? I've come to worship. And why have I come to worship? Because I realize the five billion pounds of sin, the dollar amount is unfathomable compared to 10,000 that I hold against other people. But yet you look at me and you say, what sin? You don't hold my sin against me. That is unbelievable. Why do I want to worship Lord Jesus unhindered? Because I realize the debt that you paid that I could never pay so that I could live a life that I could never live. What an amazing God you are. All you want from us is to love you back. God, I love you so much. Freedom is stopping the jail cell of holding everyone's sin against them. As you forgave us first, Lord, we forgive other people. And we declare with to your name and your glory as for us in this house, we will serve you and we will forgive others and for what they've done in the past and we will love people and we will honor people and we will be the church that is known for a little bit weird and a little bit crazy, but a lot of Jesus and a lot of forgiveness and a lot of hope and a lot of change. And that God is how we will change the world. Lord Jesus, give us the heart that only comes from you and let our culture be your culture. So that we don't let the culture change us, but we let you change the culture all around us through love and honor and forgiveness. Today, God, we declare that we are truly, deeply, deeply sorry. And we will forgive others like you forgave us in the awesome name of Jesus. Amen. I want you guys to stand.
and sing this song because it is awesome. It's the anthem, and I believe it's the anthem of this house. But before we start the first note, will y'all just celebrate? I think seven people just raised their hand. Will y'all just celebrate that because that's awesome. Hey, let's make a declaration right now that this is our anthem. 